Welcome to Managing Files. I'm Emma. Be the best leader you can be with Managing Fires Radio. Welcome to Managing Fires Radio. This is the Managing Fires Radio podcast from ManagingFires.com. Be an amazing leader. Get the tools, tips, and techniques that you need to be amazing. Stick around. Good morning. Today is Monday, October 14th. This is Matt Oliver with ManagingFires.com and the Managing Fires Radio Podcast. I'm I'm excited today. You know, guys, I come to you a lot of the time and I tell you, hey, I'm motivated or hey, I'm excited. But let's, let's go over some quick news items that uh, I want to touch on. First of all, related to Managing Fires Radio Podcast, don't forget that Wednesday, October 16th, uh, which is my daughter's, my oldest daughter's birthday, that evening, Rick Lasky will be joining us on the podcast. Um, there should be some applause or some excitement, but I, I don't know how to put that in here. So, um, But uh, Rick Lasky will be joining us on the schedule right now. So so on what I've got lined up for you, after Chief Lasky, uh, sometime in the extremely near future, Ryan Pennington with ViewsFromTheJumpSeat.com will be on the show he actually tours with Chief Gassaway, Rich Gassaway, or Dr. Gassaway, or however you want to address him. Um, he actually tours with him sometimes, and, and they do a, uh, they kind of hit you together with things. Um, he will be on the show. So Ryan Pennington will be on the show. He's from uh, Charleston, West Virginia. You could check him out, uh, viewsfromthejumpseat.com. And uh, just amazing guy. And, and just to talk about his motivation level real quick. We had a we were on the phone together the other day, and we were talking about you know kind of what we're gonna do for the for the interview and for the podcast, and and then I I touched on a subject that is near and dear to his heart, and and he's championing champion championing this effort uh, nationally, and that's hoarding fires and educating firemen on them. Um, you, when I when I mentioned it. I thought we'd talk about it, but something, and and I'm sorry, Ryan, if this offends you, but it's a good thing, I promise. Something clicked in him, and he completely changed um, speed just drastically. Uh, All of a sudden, he is full bore, full steam ahead about hoarding fires. The man is beyond passionate about him, so I encourage you to check out... um, his information with regard to hoarding fires. Uh, get him into your department. Get him over there to to give his class about hoarding fires. Uh, you're going to learn so much that is going to save firemen's lives uh, and save property for that matter. I mean, he's talking about um, and I, and I guess we, and we, we'll talk more about it. But but the important thing for you to know is to check him out, Ryan Pennington. Uh, and so, in addition to Ryan Pennington. Uh, and views from the jump seat. We're going to be having Captain Willie Wines from uh, Wooden Ladders Iron Firemen uh, on the show. Captain Wines from from the City of Roanoke Fire Department. Phenomenal man. And we're going to be talking about what you need to look for in your staff uh, to find out if, if they're having trouble, personal trouble, or uh, trouble with work, or trouble with things at home, and, and how you can help them. Man, what, a, what an important topic. And I touched on it on Twitter the other day, 
And uh, we should be having a story come out about it soon. I'm kind of waiting on a little bit more information, and I'll put a blog post out. But um, it's it's so important. The message that Captain Wines is spreading is uh, is of of drastic importance to saving our own. Uh, so I encourage you to check out wooden wooden ladders ironfireman dot com and uh, get some of that information. He's just a phenomenal phenomenal author. Um, Captain Wines is Willie Wines. And uh, you just need to get some of its information. And then, and there's an and then, and then Dr. Slash Chief Rich Gassaway will be joining us around the first of the year. I am, I've been to several of his, of his sessions. Um, folks, you can't miss what he's got to say. Now, put all of that together. So, so Rick Lasky, Ryan Pennington. Willie Wines and Rich Gassaway are all coming to managingfires.com. You if if you don't subscribe, you're missing out, folks. Thousands upon thousands of dollars of free content that you're going to get just by subscribing and listening to the podcast. Uh you can also check it out. I'll, I'll put the links to the podcast and and maybe embed a player or something on the website at managingfires.com. I'll be tweeting about when these things are going to be and how you can get involved at Managing Fire. So, so make sure you uh, follow me on Twitter. I'll follow you back, and, and we can have a conversation. And also, if you know any of these guys and want to ask me to ask a question of them during the interview, make sure you email me or hit me in Twitter with, with and, and make sure you include at Managing Fire so I, so I know it comes to me. But um, and, and I'll do my best to get these questions answered for you. So if, 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 if you want to talk about culture change with Rich Gasway and you have a question pertaining to that, send it to me, and, and I'll ask Chief Gasway that question. Or if you want to talk about customer service with Chief Lasky, send me that question. If you want to talk about any of these other things, send me the questions, and I'll ask them. Uh, too easy. So that's what's coming up. i got a quick news story I want to talk about. Uh, that was in out of Dyersburg, Tennessee. We'll get to that soon. You're at managingfires.com, Managing Fires Radio. I'm excited to have you here. Stick around. Okay, welcome back to Managing Fires. This is Matt Oliver again. Uh, thank you for for content, for continuing to join me on Managing Fires Radio. Now, let's talk about, uh, you know, I saw seen a news article on Saturday on one uh, uh it was just raw video, so I did a little research since it's uh, here in Tennessee. Actually, in Dyersburg, Tennessee, Chief Veal, the fire chief for Dyersburg, um, it appears may have not had the support of his IAFF local there in Dyersburg. And I don't know, I, I've got a problem with the way that he resigned. So they're at the uh, they're at the Fallen Firefighters Memorial Service in their town, and during his speech, Chief Veal took his badge off, walked over to the mayor, handed it, and began a a rather lengthy discussion about basically accepting change and making sure that his firefighters knew that he was the fire chief and or had been the fire chief, and it was his prerogative for change. Um. So, so I did a little more research. Uh, it turns out that the fire, the, the 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 local there took out an ad in the newspaper, a full page ad, um, that that was rather. I, I don't know. It 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 
it was not in good light of the fire chief or uh, or the department administration. They were unhappy with staffing changes that had been made, and I can sympathize with them. Um, what I would say is that it's it's important to control your message, and they were on a uh, uh, topics.com. There, there was a topics.com post uh, regarding what was going on, and then other people began to chime in and the the problem was that some of the message that that was coming back at them from folks who were posting anonymously regarding it was why should we help you you sit at your firehouse all day and don't do anything or you don't risk your life every day for us um, when they had insinuated that they do and while I understand that every time they leave that fire station on a run and have the lights and sirens on and are going somewhere, their lives are at risk. I mean, we all have seen it. We lose firemen every day or all of the time because of this, you know, having accidents because they're at higher risk when when uh, when responding to an emergency. Uh, and, you know, that's part of the every everyone goes home um, course and 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 effort is that uh, we need to make sure that everyone goes home. And so, obviously, there is a life risk there. But what what I'm getting at is that you need to make sure you control your message and you consider all angles. And so, while I sympathize with the local, um, I would say if you are in a similar position somewhere at a fire department, you need to consider all angles and, and make sure that the message you put out there is is full of fact. Um, when you have fact, it's very difficult for folks to to twist the fact. And so if they said we risk our lives every day and one of those ways is when we leave the fire station and, and give some statistics regarding firefighter fatalities when responding, that would be a great way to counter any kind of uh, effort that would be made by opponents of, uh, of your cause. Okay, so so that's what's going on in Dyersburg. It, we'll see how it plays out and how it affects their local there. Um, best wishes to those guys. And uh, Chief Veal, congratulations on a retirement. Um, you, you know, you've, you've had a, a long and distinguished career, and, and, and best wishes to you. I really mean that. Uh, and I'd love to have you on the show one day if, if you happen to be listening. So there we go. Folks, I want to talk about today, my, my big thing, and, and I'm taking a lot of time with, with what's coming up, so I'll, I'll make it fairly short, but I want to talk today about uh, a blog post that I had regarding supporting your staff and, and developing your staff and promoting your staff, and I don't mean promoting in rank, I mean promote their professional growth, so foster it and care for it as if it were your own. And in the post, I sent a link uh, to, because I talk about training in the post, making sure that your staff knows that you want to train them. And one of the links I sent, if you're not currently doing something like this, is a, is a, weekly, a weekly drill that you can get on uh, firefightercloscalls.com. Uh, you know, just do a weekly drill. Get them in the mindset that you do want to train them on, on several avenues or several different aspects of their professional growth. And those would be, uh, in, in my opinion, our certification growth. So if they're a firefighter one, help them to get the skills and knowledge they need to be a, to, to take that firefighter two test. Um, if they're a two, get that skills and knowledge for them to be an instructor. And some of the ways you can do that are, first of all, mentor them 
Or if you're not an instructor, find a mentor, pick up a book, figure out what you need to learn, and, and go learn it. You, it. It's easy to sit at the firehouse all day and play PlayStation 3 or soon-to-be PlayStation 4 and Xbox, but you're not growing your craft. And if you want to be that fire chief one day, times are changing, friend. Uh, times have changed. It used to be you could go to the firehouse and just answer runs and, and do a little bit of training that your department put out for you. And eventually you'd make, you know, fire officer, company officer, and then maybe maybe assistant chief or deputy chief or battalion chief or whatever you have or watch commander. But times have changed. Uh, if you go look at job postings out there now, they want you to have that education. And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about street smarts. I'm talking about they want you to have certificates or degrees in hand and it's the only way you can be competitive now and so I would say that if you're a company officer make sure you're developing the certification side of your staff promote higher education um, you can go to a place like Columbia Southern University or or get them the link and 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 offer to be um, a proctor for exams this will show your staff that you truly are there for them and you want to help them. And so this this just increases your currency when it comes to your staff following you. Remember, we're talking about being a leader in the firehouse so that they follow you on the fire ground. Um, and so this is one of the ways to do that. Another way is to let your staff know about, about things in the area that maybe the department can't can't pay for them to go or support them to go to, but that they might could could uh, garner up enough cash to pay for their own way, such as going to see Chief Lasky speak or going to see Chief Gassaway speak or attending one of Ryan Pennington's hoarding fires courses uh, or getting the online course that Ryan offers. These are important things, important aspects to our craft, uh, and that is being a firefighter, um, that, that our staff needs to get. And they need to understand that you are in support of that. Um, you know, the the other thing is to to make sure that your staff is getting the daily training. You know, we talked about um, increasing increasing their their craft training by going to classes or doing a weekly drill. But you need to be every single day not involved only in how do we breach a door or what is the best way to vent this roof or what's the best tactic to attack this fire in this dwelling but also we need to develop them on those support functions to the fire department that is fire inspections or how to conduct a class or how to train or how to prepare a lesson plan these go hand in hand with the other things we're talking about because if we, if you know if we have an educated crew about fire inspections then when it's time to go do inspections they will under or fire safety pre-plans or something of that nature they will understand a uh, what we're going to do, but B, more importantly, why we are doing it. You know, a pre-plan or an inspection is not just an opportunity to make sure codes are enforced or to make sure that uh, your pre-plan's up to date. It's an opportunity for you to walk through that that structure and get a familiar familiarity with it. So if you do answer a run, and I've got a story for this, if you do answer a run in there, folks will remember parts of that. They might not remember the whole layout of the whole building. It might be huge or um, might be very chopped up, but they'll have a better understanding. At least they will know that maybe it, maybe it is chopped up, but maybe they'll learn during the pre-plan what hazards they might face. And here's my story. So last year, 
uh, we did a pre-plan on an occupancy that manufactures glass um, and 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 so they take they take raw glass and and they form it and they make it into windows and this that and the other and so I don't know around lunchtime or so shortly before or shortly after we do a pre-plan of this facility and we find out about a gas that they have on one of their production lines that absolutely will kill you dead um, if I remember right it's sulfur dioxide and so we talked about where the gas key was for that for those tanks and what procedures they use to change the tanks and and this that and the other and what their response plan is so uh, I'm off shift that night and I get a phone call at one o'clock in the morning hey cap 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 we need you to come in Of course I didn't answer my phone I, di I didn't hear it ring I was sound asleep um, and I was at home and um, I get another phone call I ended up getting I think seven phone calls that night uh, asking me to come in or to respond or or for some phone guidance it turned out so we did the we did the pre-plan at lunchtime and it turned out that night in the middle of the night during their night shift at the facility they had a sulfur dioxide leak alarms activated people got out of the structure and my staff had the 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 information they needed not only because we did a pre-plan but because they remembered a specific hazard they could have gone just running into that facility uh, because the pre-plan that we originally had didn't list it and so so the they handled the emergency well it took four hours to mitigate uh, with multiple agencies involved including two adjacent fire departments uh, that responded with their hazardous materials teams but the moral of the story here is the next shift the guys came to me and said wow if if we hadn't pre-planned that uh, we we could have this could have ended badly and I said I you know I, I realize this and they said now we understand why it's so important to do pre-plans we understand why the program itself is important um, and so while they may have had a cursory understanding before they had a real-world understanding now and I think these things that we train our staff to do and to promote the professional growth uh, by doing these things are, are just drastic just vastly important I, I can't talk about how important it is so remember that remember that your staff needs to know that you support them that's that's the biggest takeaway here they need to know that you support them so so what I would say is I'm, I'm gonna put something up in um, in my download section on managingfires.com and it's gonna be a resource list it's gonna have you know last uh, during the during the blog post I put up about promoting your staff um, I had in there uh, a link but to to uh, firefighterclosecalls.com but what I'm gonna do is put a resource list together and some of these are gonna be Columbia Southern University or they're gonna be um, uh, Western Kentucky University in their fine science science program um, it's gonna be to uh, uh, the training division.com or or whatever I'm gonna put the list together and, and you know what it's not a horrible idea to go into work tomorrow or to if you're at work today to to print this thing out and put it up on a bulletin board get it to them so that they've got the information and they know that you're there to support them I'm not saying you've got to pay for classes what I'm saying is you they need to just need to know that they're there that you are there to support them well that's what I've got for today folks please 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 email me now don't miss this email me your questions for my upcoming guests and I'll list those again and you can google them and, and figure out what they're all about but uh, from from nearest from soonest or or closest to now on out, and that's going to be 
On Wednesday, Chief Rick Lasky. Uh, sometime in the next several weeks, uh, Captain Willie Wines of IronFireman.com, Ryan Pennington of Views from the Jump Seat, and, uh, and Rich Gassaway around the first of the year. But don't wait to get your questions in until the first of the year. Get them in now. And, and, and I forgot to mention Chief Lasky's website, and that's 5alarmleadership.com. Again, folks, I'm super excited about what's going on. Remember, we're here to develop leaders inside the firehouse so that you can be a better leader there so they follow you on the fire ground. This is Matt Oliver. Super excited about everything that's going on. You guys are awesome. Stick with us. Click that subscribe button right there. It's right there. Click, click that little button right there. Yep. Click that subscribe button. Hit me on Twitter at managingfires.com. Or no, excuse me. Twitter is at managingfires. Facebook.com slash managingfires. And managingfires.com. You guys are awesome. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.